Hey guys, I'm Sage, and this is the Iconic Dollcast. On this podcast, I'll be talking about iconic dolls and their cultural impact over time. As a longtime doll collector, I thought it would be interesting to go back and research all about the dolls that I had growing up. This includes everything from Barbie to Britney, all the way to American Girls, and so much more. I specialize in making customized versions of the Britney Spears doll. If you haven't yet, give me a follow on Instagram, Britney Spears Custom Dolls, on TikTok, Britney Spears Dolls, and Twitter, B Spears Dolls. You can also follow the official podcast Instagram, Iconic Dollcast. Hello, everyone. It's me, Sage, your host of the Iconic Dollcast. Thank you so much for being here. Today, we're going to do a little Q&A. And before we get into that, I just wanted to say thank you guys so much for listening, getting through season one of this podcast with me. I had so much fun doing this. I, you know, I mean, we'll talk about it. I I think there's some questions about, you know, what made me want to start doing a podcast and everything, but this was so much fun. And just to have something for myself, you know, forever was really fun. I loved researching it, but I do these Q&A questions on Instagram all the time. And I thought, you know what, let's do it again. And you guys submitted your questions. I did. I kind of divided them up between podcast questions and Britney doll questions because I know you guys um, had questions about both. So we'll start with podcast questions and let's get into it. All right. So the first question you guys asked was, what made you want to start a podcast? Um, There's several things. So it's an idea that I had for a really long time, like a concept, and I just never got around to doing it. So I had this idea in the back of my mind for, I think, almost two years. And then this summer, I was kind of in between jobs and had some free time and was like, you know what, I guess now is the time. And once I got started, it just happened so quickly. I think all of the episodes I got done this summer before they came out. And it was something like two months of recording and then editing and all that stuff. But yeah, um, I really wanted to learn something new. I had this just like craving to learn to like kind of go back to school. And I was like, you know, I'm so interested in dolls all the time. Why not go back and research about, you know, my favorite dolls and see if I can find out anything new. And I definitely did. And I think also it was just another cool way to connect with my followers. I've been doing Britney Spears custom dolls for five years now, and you guys see me all the time on there. And I just felt like it'd be a cool thing to, you know, have another platform like a podcast to let you guys kind of see my personality a little bit more and get to know me a little bit more. And yeah, and it was really fun. (laughs) The next question is, what was the most difficult thing about making the show? Hmm, I think definitely editing was the hardest thing. It's not something that I was super familiar with, a little bit familiar with, but not, you know, I'm not a pro at it by any means. So that was a little bit hard. I think learning about how I use 
how to use my voice was really difficult and making sure I was getting things as accurate as possible. It's really awkward when you're making podcasts and listening back to yourself talk. I definitely learned that I say um and like a hundred times a minute. I think a fun fact, I guess. So I uh, started working on this podcast this summer and I had actually finished the solo episodes for um, Britney Spears, Spice Girls, Bratz, and Barbie. And then I went back and edited it and I did not like the way I was coming across. So I actually completely re-recorded those episodes, added in some facts, took out some stuff that wasn't really relevant. And I think just... The most, like, to answer your question, the most difficult thing was just editing and finding my voice um, in a way that I really liked. So, definitely that. I was really nervous about the interviews when I first, you know, started messaging people, asking them if they wanted to be on the show. I thought getting a finding a time for whoever my guest was for the week was going to be really difficult. But fortunately, so far. It's been really easy. Everyone I chatted with messaged me back. They were interested in being on the show, and we set up times pretty quickly, and it worked out really nicely. So that was probably the easiest part, actually, which is interesting, because I, when I started doing this, definitely thought that was going to be very difficult. But lucky me, (laughs) it was not. Next question. What's something you thought was really shocking? Um, There was a few things. I definitely was very shocked and surprised by the amount of drama between Bratz and Mattel, or I should say MGA Entertainment and Mattel. I knew that Bratz and Barbie were kind of at war (laughs) when Bratz came out, but I had no idea the extent of it. I did not know all about the back and forth, how, you know, Mattel won the lawsuit and then the courts reversed their decisions and how... Mattel was, you know, leaking all these trade secrets, allegedly, about MGA. I had no idea that it went that deep. I thought it was just kind of like your standard competition, Barbie against rats. I, I And I knew that they had, like, taken each other to court, but I just did not understand the, the amount of craziness between the two companies. I had no idea. So that was really shocking and very interesting. Another thing I think was really shocking was I had no idea that, you know, the Spice Girl dolls, when they came out, I did not know how big of a deal they were. I was only seven, so, I mean, that's understandable, but I did not know that, you know, when the dolls premiered in London, that they were, like, escorted on armed trucks. That was really crazy to me. I just... I had totally forgotten about the whole Tickle Me Elmo thing where, you know, parents were robbing stores and pushing trucks over. And, you know, I guess when the Spice Girls announced that they were going to have dolls come out, the company Galoob was really nervous that this was going to happen with them, too. Fortunately, it didn't. But, I mean, how extreme is that? That, you know, when these dolls went to stores, they had to take those precautions just to make sure everything went all right. I think that was really crazy. And then... On a more serious note, I think something that really shocked me was when I was talking to Nina Kimberly, the chocolate dolly um, from Instagram, she was, we kind of talked about how it's actually really difficult for a lot of people to find black dolls in their communities. And it's just something I never really thought about. I did have black dolls growing up. I had tons of Christy, you know, obviously Addie Walker from American Girl Icon, and... 
what I learned from this, you know, Nina was telling me, you know, some people are complaining it's really hard to find black dolls. And then I kind of did a little bit of research on that. And it's definitely a thing. And so when they put out the holiday Barbie for this year, 2022, I was like, okay, I just learned about this, you know, talking about Bratz dolls and black dolls in general. I want to find this. I want to find the black holiday Barbie and was like pretty convinced that I'd be able to find it. And I was so wrong. I went, (laughs) I took two weekends where I was, you know, doing my stuff for custom dolls, thrift shopping, getting parts, whatever. And I was like, I'm going to search for, I'm going to search for the black holiday Barbie. I went to, I think it was eight Targets, six Walmarts, and I even went to, I want to say, oh gosh, what is the store called? Um, oh, JCPenney. I went to JCPenney because I heard that they had dolls there. I definitely thought I would find her, right? Nope. I literally could not find the Black Holiday Barbie. So I ended up ordering her. And worse luck, somehow my order got lost in the mail. Um, but Mattel is cool. <laughs> they sent me another one, got her. And um, I mean, just the fact that I went to so many stores and they didn't have any. I did find some of the the Latina ones and she's super cute. Um, but I did not see any of the Black Holiday Barbies or the Asian ones. And I mean, that's something we need to work on. And if you're going to make these dolls available, it should not be something that you, that you have to get online, especially when it's something so big like the Holiday Barbie. So that really shocked me. I I couldn't believe it, to be honest. Okay, um, which episode or doll line was the most fun? Um, I think they were all really fun. I had a blast doing this. I can't even, <laughs> I can't say it enough. This was such a fun project for me and to, like... Going into season two, I'm working on that right now. It's even more fun. So I, I love doing this. But as far as my favorite doll line to do an episode on, I want to say that Brittany, obviously, there was a lot of stuff I already knew about that doll, obviously, because I'm always working on it. I've done my research on that, but it was so fun to learn more about it. Peter Danzig was so much fun to talk to. I think that was one of my favorite interviews just because they have so much energy and it was just a blast. But then also, I really, really liked Barbie. Barbie, I... I don't know. I mean, I collect, I've collected dolls all my life. I've oh, Barbie has always been around, but definitely in the last few years, I haven't been collecting a ton of Barbies. I think, like... Even though I love the Fashionista line, I just, they're, you know, a little bit basic for my my taste in collecting. But once I dove into Barbie for my episodes, I just was like, oh my God, I cannot believe, you know, I've missed out on so much over the last few years because I haven't been an avid collector. And just going through my storage closet, getting out my Barbie bin, seeing all my Barbies from when I was a kid, I have most of them still. And then... I don't know, just getting some new ones because I was so excited about all that I learned. And I just, Barbie is the most iconic doll of all time. You know, I always say my, you know, Britney Spears, the Britney Spears doll is my favorite. And it is, but I mean, Barbie is just so iconic. I learned so much from that. I got to do the most research on Barbie. Barbie, there was the most information about her. I got some books. I did. T- I watched the documentaries, which I loved. And yeah, I think 
Brittany was really fun, but I'm going to have to go with Barbie. Barbie was my favorite episode and doll line to do research on and put an episode out about. I think definitely for season two, there's going to be more Barbie coming because, I mean, I touched on a lot, but there's, you know, even more to Barbie's story. And, you know, hopefully I'll get into that for the next season. Okay. (laughs) This one's funny. Someone said, oh, and I did all my questions on my Instagram stories. Thank you guys all for submitting questions. I kind of divided them up, like I said, between um, podcast questions and Brittany questions. I thought this one was This one was kind of funny. Someone just said, can I be on the show? And I've reached out to this person, and they are going to be on the show. I cannot wait. Um, And yes, you can be on the show. If there's a doll line you want to talk about that you, you know, love and have a ton of knowledge on, send me a DM. You can email me at iconicdollcast at gmail.com or just message me on Instagram. I love connecting with people. I have had so much fun with these interviews, just connecting with other doll collectors and seeing just how how similar I am to them. And um, it's been awesome. So if there is a doll line you want to talk about, or if you just want to talk about, you know, collecting or customizing anything, send me a message and we will set something up. I would love to have you on the show. Okay. What are your top five favorite dolls of all time? Ooh. Hmm. I think that this is a really hard question and I don't, I mean, hmm. I'll give you a generic answer, but just know, like, uh, I probably change my mind every week. And if I <laughs> if I say my list right now and I say it again in the future, it'll probably be different. But I'm going to say my favorite doll. Um, I'll just do five that I really love, the ones that come to my head first. So um, definitely the Britney Spears Baby One More Time doll in the schoolgirl outfit, the first one from Play Along. I love her. She is so special to me. That doll changed my life. So that's definitely one of my favorites, if not my favorite. Um, My limited edition Ariel doll from the Disney store um, from, I think, summer 2019. She is 17 inches tall. She is gorgeous. The detailing is immaculate. I love that one. Definitely Molly, um, my American Girl doll. I love her. Um, Molly and Josefina. We'll just say them as one, whatever. (laughs) Um, Lately, I've been really obsessed with my Barbie reproductions. I think Mattel does such a good job with their reproductions. And I got a few of them after I recorded my episode. And I love them. They make them look so perfect. So I got Superstar Barbie. She's beautiful. And then I also got some of the like... The reproductions of the very early Barbies. And I love that face. We talked about it in the episode. You know, the original Barbie face is very different from what we know today. She's a lot more serious, but it's so like classy and iconic. So I got up a couple, I picked up a few of those and I love them so much. And then hmm, we'll do one more and I'll do one. Oh, I've got a good one. So I don't have an episode about this yet, and I'm trying to find a guest. So if you guys are listening and you know someone who may have some knowledge about Star Wars and dolls, send them my way because I think Star Wars dolls are... They're a little bit different from Barbie, right? You know, they're they're action figures, but they're in doll size. And I have a very big collection of Queen Amidala dolls from the movies. And 
I love those dolls. And I have all of them. And I just think the detailing was just like literally immaculate. These are incredible dolls. And I would love to talk to someone about them because it's it's very kind of niche. Uh-huh. Um, definitely more niche than anything I've talked about. It's very, you know, Star Wars is a huge thing, right? But there is a little subcategory of dolls um, that aren't talked about a lot. So I'm going to say my Queen Amidala dolls are also one of my favorites. So I did, let's see, Brittany, Ariel, Molly, Barbie Productions and Queen Amidala. So yeah, those are definitely right now, as of today, and it is, I think, November 14th, 2022. As of today, those are my five favorite dolls. Um, okay. This next question is, did your opinion of any of the doll lines change for better or worse after you researched them? That is a really good question. I... I don't, I mean, I obviously went into this with these five episodes, just knowing that I love these doll lines for my next season, which I keep teasing. I don't have a release date yet, but I will have one soon. I'm still working on everything. But for this next one, I'm doing some stuff where it's a doll line that I wasn't super familiar with. So for the first season, I, you know, I was familiar with all these doll lines, like pretty much, except for Bratz. I had to do quite a bit of research on Bratz, but... Did my opinion change for better or worse for any of the doll lines? Um, I mean, Brittany just made me love her even more. Just, you know, getting into the the little details of how that doll was produced. Same with Spice Girls. I think with Bratz, my opinion... I mean, I'm always going to be, you know, into Barbie. Barbie will always <laughs> be ahead of Bratz for me. Um, but I did think, you know, Bratz, I, I went into it knowing that, you know, Barbie and Bratz were not friends <laughs> and that, you know, Bratz kind of seemed a little shady to me before I researched all this, just like how they came out and they were just kind of trying to battle Barbie. But I think my opinion for, you know, MGA Entertainment and Bratz kind of improved, honestly, after I did the research, because it does sound like... MGA worked really hard on these Bratz dolls and you know it's competition they came in to conquer and they did so it was really more shady of Michelle Mattel to try and get in there file lawsuits you know ultimately they did not end up winning but I uh mad props to I think his name is Isaac Larian he really held on to that and he deserves to have those Bratz dolls and you know, I, in my opinion, Mattel for sure did copy Bratz dolls with their Mycene dolls and whatever. So I think my opinion went to MGA. I was in favor of MGA and Bratz, um, you know, when comparing the two. But I love I love Barbie so much. So I think definitely that. And I think with Barbie, I really, I mean, I've always, I've, I went into it knowing like I've always been pro Barbie. Like I think the people that are super negative about Barbie, like for the most part, like don't sound like they know what they're talking about and they, they don't make sense to me because it's like they come, they, they focus on the negative and they completely ignore all these amazing positive things about Barbie. And just doing my research made me feel even stronger about that. I think at the end of the day, Barbie's whole 
brand is be what you want to be, do what you want to do. You don't do it on your own if you want to. You make your own choices. You wear what you want to wear. You do the job you want to do. You act the way you want to do. And I think just it's it's an amazing message that people, especially kids, can benefit from. So I think if the media focused more on that, Barbie would have a much better reputation. Um, but as we talked about, adults, you know, are irresponsible and don't like to talk to their kids about these things. And at the end of the day, I think it just hurts them when it's like, you just do your job and explain to your kid that this is how, you know, Barbie's not a real person and there will be no issue. But at the end of the day, also, kids are smart. I think a lot of kids <laughs> don't get credit for the fact that they know their Barbies aren't real. They know that that's a fantasy and I don't know. Parents just ignore that a lot. Okay, we'll do one more for the po- one more question about the podcast, and then we'll move into Britney dolls. And this next question is: What can we expect for future episodes? You can expect um, it's going to be a little different. So for next season, I am doing exclusively interviews for the most part. I might have a couple solo episodes, but. Each doll line's only going to get one episode um, unless, you know, we have to do a part two. So that's a little different. And they're all interviews. So I'm talking about doll lines that, I, th- I think I said this earlier, are, are ones that I wasn't too familiar with because I just, I wanted to learn even more, you know? And so I think you can expect that. I think, you know, now that I've kind of found the way I want this podcast to go, I've kind of found my voice. I think it's going to be, you know more upbeat and more exciting and I can't wait for that but that's really all I can say right now I'm not finished with it but it is a work in progress and I will have more information on that very soon all right let's get to the Britney dolls obviously so I'm sure if you're listening to this you know (laughs) I make custom Britney Spears dolls based off of the original Britney doll from Play Along and, you know, make them over completely, give them new hair, new bodies, brand new outfit. Super fun. You guys always have so many cool questions for me on Instagram, so I'm very excited for this. So, the first Britney doll question is, what is your favorite Britney doll that you've made? (laughs) That is a very difficult question. I don't think I could actually pick an all-time favorite, but I will tell you of some of the ones that I am very proud of that I've made recently that I I would probably at some point consider my favorite. And those are, I recently did one from Do Something, the music video, and she turned out so perfect. I I was so bummed to let that one go. I'm going to definitely make another one for myself. I love the way she turned out. She was perfect. Guys, if you want to, check it out. It's all on my Instagram, Britney Spears Custom Dolls. Love that one. I also, obviously, very cliche answer. I have a Slave for You from the VMAs that I made for myself, which I don't do very often. I A lot of people are like, oh my God, you must have like hundreds of custom Britney dolls. Well, I think I have about seven, seven or eight of them that I've made for myself. The rest of them are commissions. And sometimes that is so rough. Sometimes people will get really good ones. And I'm like, oh, I wish this was for me. I wish this was for me. But, you know, I can always make it again. But Slavery VMAs, I have a really good one of that that I made. 
and I did. Oh, I another one of my favorites was the "Hold It Against Me, me Hold It Against Me" music video outfit. The first one where she's in that like painted top or painted jacket and shorts. I love that one. And I also made one for "Hold Me Closer," which <laughs> you guys have seen, I'm sure. Brittany kept posting this fan art version of Hold Me Closer that was done by an account that I'm really close with, and I was very excited for him when she posted it, and I decided to make a doll base off of it. And, you know, it was like a... He photoshopped a picture of Britney in, like, an Elton John costume, the, like, L.A. Dodgers one, and obviously there's pictures of Elton... Um, in that outfit, he cropped them together and it looked so cute that I was like, you know, I got to do something for the song. You know, we haven't had new Britney music in years. So this is a really big deal. And I loved that she was posting this fan art, not only cause like, that's really cool. And when celebrities do that, but also it's someone I'm very close with. So I decided to make a doll based on that and she turned out really cute. So those are definitely some of my favorites. <laughs> okay. This next question is kind of two questions, and it's the one that I get asked all the time. So it says, how many Britney dolls have you designed, and where do you get all your Britney dolls? <laughs> so I want to say, I ha- I keep track of every doll I sell. I, uh, I'd have to go into this folder on my computer, so I'm not going to do that right now. But I've definitely made over like 650 to 700 of them, I would say. And people are always like, how do you get so many Britney dolls? Well, one, a lot of times people actually will send me their Britney doll and I will make it over for them. So they actually don't have to pay for the cost of the doll. But, you know, as we talked about, this was a mass-produced doll line. I think, what was the number? Like five to six million of these dolls were sold. It was a huge success. And just like the Spice Girls, these dolls are actually pretty easily accessible. And so some people will send me their dolls, but a large portion of them I will actually I will actually find out on out at thrift stores and flea markets. And I do a lot of thrifting. I go to a lot of flea markets in the area. And I, you know, I count it as part of this job. I have to keep stock in and I have to have parts and I have to have things ready for when people make an order. So every Saturday, I do my flea market and thrift store runs. And it's a full day. I go to like, oh, like nine to 10 different thrift stores. I go to the big flea market just to, you know, I mean, I always leave with stuff. There's always, always stuff for me that I need. And I find a lot of Britney dolls there, you know, and also, you know, online markets like eBay, you can find them. And people always want to know that they're very easy to find. You just have to know what you're looking for. I mean, I'm at the point with these Britney dolls where If I am looking at a long row of used Barbie dolls at the thrift store, they're all in these like plastic baggies, I can usually spot a Britney doll, you know, when I'm like not even anywhere near it. I just know the exact shape. I know the hair color. I know the skin tone. My eye goes straight to it. So that's how I get it done. And it's so much fun. I love going to thrift stores. I love looking for things and finding them. It's always so nice when I find a Britney. Makes my life so much easier. And yeah. This next question is um, super important. So someone said, do you 
Do you ship your dolls international? Yes, I do. I have sold dolls in so many different countries. I can ship them pretty much anywhere. Send me a message. The way shipping works is a little bit different. Um, Obviously, they have to go through customs and all that stuff. It's a little tricky. Sometimes other countries will charge, you know, tax or import fees, and I have no control over that. So, It's pretty easy to do it through eBay. I do that a lot. They do cost a little bit more to make up for the fees, but I also do it through, you know, my standard way through PayPal. And I ship almost anywhere. Shipping is usually around $30 for the United States, but um, definitely worth it. All Everything comes with tracking and insurance. But yes, I do ship internationally. So if you are an international Britney fan and you want your own custom doll, I can definitely do that for you. So just reach out to me. Definitely message me on Instagram. Email me, iconicdollcast at gmail, and we can make that work. It's like super cool. Sometimes I like forget how many of these I've made and not only how many I've made, but how many different places these dolls have gone that I would have never just ever thought, you know, someone from Prague or Germany, Sweden, Greece, uh, Italy, London, Australia, New Zealand. I mean, everywhere. It's just really crazy and super cool. Okay, next question. Hmm. (laughs) This one, um, I'm going to keep it a little bit short because I could go on about this for hours, but we're not here to discuss this. But I will answer this question. Someone said, what are your thoughts on Hold Me Closer and Britney Spears' freedom from the conservatorship? Is she free? (laughs) So Hold Me Closer is amazing. I love it. I think it's a great song. What a great way to just, you know, celebrate Britney. I think it's very cool that Elton John invited her to do this. And the song is a hit. It works. It's awesome. I still bump to it every day. And I think she genuinely wanted to do that. You can just hear she was having fun in the studio. How could you not? The song is so much fun. And I think it was her choice to do that. And it was a great choice. The song is a hit. I know people are bummed. We're not getting a music video. But like, I mean, I I did. I certainly did not expect that. I think it was just a nice way for Britney to put out some music. She loves to do that, I think, when it's on her own terms. And... I do think she's free from the conservatorship. I think she is living her best life. I know a lot of people want to continue in these conspiracy theories, but I think that it is her living her best life, and I think we're seeing that directly through her Instagram. I think she's doing what she wants to do, and that is something she hasn't been able to do for so long that... Maybe to some people it'd come across as unhinged or she looks crazy and this can't be her posting this. Well, I think it is her posting this and I think this is her way of expressing herself. And I think it's also the way she hasn't been able to do something like that for 14 years that, you know, she's got a lot to say. So she's saying it and maybe people just aren't used to that. I don't know. Like I said, we're going to keep this short because I could go on. I think Britney is free, and I think she's living her best life. And I think Hold It, Hold Me Closer was a great way for her to... I mean, I don't know if this is what she was doing, but to me it seemed kind of like a thank you. Like, here's this song, thank you. 
And now I'm going to go live my life. And I think that's what she's doing. <laughs> okay, more lighthearted question. Favorite Britney era? Hmm. Very difficult. I think as a whole, In the Zone was an amazing era. And I think Britney was an amazing era. I think those two are probably my favorite as a whole. Um, the next question is, and we'll just throw this in right here, what's my favorite Britney song or album? And people, like, their jaws drop when I tell them this, but I have no shame in this. I've been a Britney Spears fan since day one. I had Baby One More Time on cassette. I obviously have been, a, you know, a hardcore Britney collector fan for just forever. <laughs> And my favorite album is Femme Fatale. And people think I'm fucking nuts for this, but I do not care. Femme Fatale is, in my opinion, a perfect, non-skip, expensive, well-produced pop album. I'm not, you know, people are like, oh, she wasn't into it. If she wasn't into it, I can't tell. Maybe on the tour, would I say the Femme Fatale tour is my favorite Britney tour? Absolutely not. But the album to me is absolutely perfect. Hold It Against Me is my favorite Britney Spears song of all time. Like I said, I've been a fan since the very beginning. And and I have no shame in saying that. Femme Fatale is a 10 out of 10. Hold, hold It Against Me, 10 out of 10. Perfect album. Love it. And then, you know, as for... Eras, I would definitely say In the Zone and Britney are her strongest. Okay, we'll do a couple more. Will you ever do any other dolls besides Britney? I love her, though. I was... Oh, I get it. Will you ever do any other dolls besides Britney? I love her. I was just curious. Um, I, You know, I've done a couple things. I've done, you know, some Spice Girls, some Mermaids... A really funny set of Little Mix dolls who I fucking stan. Their dolls are terrible. I should probably do like an episode on dolls that completely miss the mark. And my number one would be the Little Mix dolls. But I did make a set for myself. Um, But here's the thing. So I don't do this full time. So I do Britney dolls, you know, as much as I can. I know it seems like a lot and it is. But I also work, you know, a regular job on top of the podcast, on top of, you know, so many other things. So I don't, I don't really have a whole ton of time. And I think if I wanted to, you know, do this doll, doll making, custom doll making full time, I could definitely expand into that, get into the repainting, do, you know, some other people. But I just love doing Britney. I get so much, you know, satisfaction from it. It's so fun. And Keeping it as more of a, you know, a very mini small business and just like hobby to keep it exciting for me and fun. I think I definitely didn't have as much fun doing other <laughs> celebrities and, and I'm not sure totally why, but I just love doing Britney. So for now, I'm just sticking with that. That is my niche. That's where I'm known. I think this podcast was a great way to kind of expand, you know, let you guys know that there is more to my life than just Britney Spears. But um, as for custom dolls, for now, I'm definitely just sticking with Britney because it's quite, I mean, I'm so busy with it all the time that I don't think I could add, add anything else on, to be honest. 
<laughs> this one's funny. Did you ever get that Loot Crate refund? I still haven't. No, I didn't. And I also didn't receive any of the shit that they told me I was going to receive in place of the doll. I asked for a refund <laughs> and I did not get one. I did see a lot of people. There was like, I think it was like a couple weeks after the podcast dropped people started getting shipping notifications that their doll had shipped. And I just felt so bad because I was like, nope, that's, you know, you're not going to get your doll. And I saw some people on Twitter being like, you don't know what you're talking about. And well, I I do. (laughs) And they did. They ended up getting just these like awful leftover Britney Spears merchandise pieces from these like crates that they had. And I just, none of it looked cute to me. It was all so, so tacky. And yeah, I felt bad for those people because for like a couple days, people really thought they were going to get their doll, but they didn't. And no, I have not gotten a refund from it, but I did contact my credit card company and they are working on it. I don't know how long this is going to take. They took the charge off of my off of my credit card, but I think I think that they're investigating it. I, I don't know what that actually means, um, but we'll see. But no, I have not received my refund. It's bullshit. And this kind of goes with the next question. Will we ever get a new Britney doll? I hope so, and I hope to God it's not with Loot Crate. <laughs> I definitely will never deal with them ever again. Um, I think, you know, it would be great if Mattel did a Britney doll like a collector's version. I think that would be really cool. And I hope we do. And then the last question I'm going to answer for you guys today, um, I wanted to end on a really, you know, high note. And someone asked, what's the best part about what you do? And I assume, you know, they're referring to, you know, doll stuff. And the best part of what I do is, to me is just getting to be creative all the time is the most amazing feeling and being able to have it as you know almost a part-time job is just incredible. I love being creative. I find that I'm at my best when I'm being creative and just getting to work with these dolls. I'm always trying something new and it's it's an amazing feeling. And then on top of that, you know, when people are getting these dolls, they're just blown away by them, so excited, just so happy. And it's so cool to think that I am able to make art and put a smile on people's faces. It is the coolest feeling in the world. I am so happy that I got into this. I am so happy that I found this. I'm so passionate about it. And yeah, it's just the best part about what I do is just being able to use my creativity to make people happy. That is the neatest thing to me. I love it so much. I think I will be making custom dolls for the rest of my life because I enjoy it so much. I have been able to connect with so many cool people I've had so many cool opportunities, this podcast being one of them. This has been so much fun. And yeah, I to answer your question, it's just, um, it's an amazing feeling to know that my creativity and my passion is something that can put a smile on someone's face. It is the coolest thing. <laughs> 
All right, guys. Well, those are some of your questions. I had so much fun reading through them and picking the ones I wanted to answer. Thank you guys for always being so supportive of me. Thank you for sending in these questions. Thank you for listening to the podcast, checking out my Britney Spears custom dolls. I love this. And season two is coming. I promise. I think for sure I'm going to be off for the month of December. I might do one more bonus episode before then. I'm not sure. Work is getting a little bit crazy. Holidays are coming. But for sure off for December, but hopefully we'll have an announcement soon and we'll get back into it, you know, early next year. Some of the interviews are already done. I just got to edit them, put stuff together. But thank you guys again for listening to the podcast. I hope you have enjoyed season one as much as I did. This was probably one of the most fun projects I've ever done. I loved it. I had so much fun being able to talk with you guys. has been so cool. I want to say thank you again to all my guests that were on the show this season. Could not have done this without them. And we'll, we will see you guys soon. I, like I said, keep, keep updated on my socials, Instagram, Britney Spears, custom dolls and iconic doll cast. You can follow me on TikTok, Britney Spears dolls and look out for the season two announcement very soon.